Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And I actually was stalking my next guest because I wanted her to be on the show so badly and basically just kept stalking her and stalking her and stalking her. And finally she goes, okay, yes, I'll give in. And the reason I was stalking her is that I spoke at a conference about a year and a half ago and she and her comedic partner were the MCs of this event. Now, this was a, a conference for mothers and these two are two funny mothers. But the <laughs> one that we're talking to of the funny mother today is Michelle Fortin. Now, let me tell you a little bit about her background, besides the fact that she's hilarious and really quick-witted. She's an award-winning broadcast journalist, a speaker, comedian, actress. Now, in her bio, it says her energetic personality and quick wit keep audiences entertained and encouraged, which that is absolutely true. I can't believe how fast she comes up with stuff. She routine, routinely emcees events and conferences, gives keynote addresses on motherhood, relationships, and faith. And the last one I know is she's got to keep some faith because her motherhood stories um, probably make her lose her mind some of the times. <laughs> she's made numerous appearances on TV like Good Morning America, you know, as you all know, is my favorite show. And I've been very fortunate to have my shoes be um, highlighted on there a couple of times. Uh, the Today Show, The List, Inside Edition. Oh, I don't know about that one, Michelle. And, and also appears uh, routinely on her local stations in Phoenix. Now, I just want to hit one more thing. In 2019, Phoenix Magazine named her among the Great 48, a list of the Valley's most influential people. She's also the brunette half of the popular comedic duo, Leanna Michelle. And their viral videos have been seen by, oh, I don't know, four, 40 million times. So they are funny. So joining me today, thank you, Michelle. I'm so glad you are on my podcast. See, the stocking paid off. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm exhausted listening to that bio. My goodness. <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> I, I did that. I was uh, doing an interview yesterday with uh, somebody or a couple of days ago. And as I got done with her list, because she it was so amazing, she goes, wow, I'm pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not that impressive. But, you know, there's a few highlights we can pull out, you know, to make a bio sound good. <laughs> we all have a good reel. Well, exactly. Michelle, for people who haven't uh, been, you know, graced with the opportunities to see you live in 
person um, and are just getting to know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, like what you do for a living and how you help people to shock their potential. Oh, I love the shock your potential phrase. <laughs> it's just so great. But I am, well, I'm Michelle Fortin and my partner, Leanne Deering and I, um, we are Leanne and Michelle and we're a comedic duo. We're two moms that are Phoenix based and we love to make people laugh. That's really our mission is to bring a few moments of joy into people's lives. And right now that's so important with everything going on in the world, mm-hmm. but we do parodies, musical parodies, sketch comedy and improv. And we do live improv shows when there's not a global pandemic. <laughs> We're actually going to do our first virtual show here soon. But um, oh, yeah, we, we, that's what we do. And um, our kids are, I have two kids. She has three kids and our, the two older kids are best of friends. And so we spend a lot of time together writing and getting our business off the ground. We do custom comedy for businesses and they're trying to reach that mom niche. And then um, we have a, our YouTube channel is growing in popularity, which is exciting. Absolutely. I know we're, we're working on my YouTube channel right now. It is a lot of work to do, to get, you know, get more views and figure out how to tweak everything. And, yes, you know, a- I feel like every time I get a new subscriber, I'm like, yes, yes exactly. <laughs> you do. It's exciting. <laughs> Well, I know that, um, you know, when I talk about shocking your potential and you, you know, you um, actually were in the audience then when I was uh, talking about it last time, but, you know, for me, shocking people's potential is really like, you know, kicking them in the pants a little bit and reminding them what they're capable of and reminding them that if you want to achieve it, you got to get moving on it. And one of the things that I really appreciated about, you know, watching you guys in motion uh, at that event of the Start Loving You conference uh, that I was introduced to you is that you were constantly keeping people engaged, but thinking about, you know, like the funny side of being a mom, the serious side of being a mom, but, you know, keeping things focused on what you want to achieve besides just being a mom. And, you know, so why is that such a passion project for you guys? How did you get into this, this niche yourself? Well, for me personally, I, uh, there's a story behind it for me. I, um, and I'll briefly share, I, like you read, I was, I did a lot um, for a long time and I kind of overdid it for a Mm -hmm. while. And I found myself in a position where I was, I could see burnout. I didn't quite hit it, but it was right there at the tip of my nose. And I realized very kind of overnight that I needed to pull back. So Mm -hmm. I actually spent an entire year doing what I said, what I call now my reset the rhythm year. And I said Mm -hmm. no to everything. I stepped off every volunteer board. I had a lot of um, PR clients at that point. I let contracts run out and didn't renew them. I kept one or two just for a residual income, but I really stepped back from everything. I said no to every single social invitation for a whole year, except for occasional um, time with some close, close friends. And Mm -hmm. my circle came to know this as, we're going to invite you to this, but we know you're going to say no because you're resetting your rhythm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I just focused on my family and creating this thing that I had never seen before, which is called white space on my calendar. (laughs) Yeah, I had never really fully grasped that because my personality is better busy than bored. And I wanted every minute of every day filled um, Mm -hmm. so I could be more productive. And so during that time, it just caused um, my calendar and my physical space, but also my emotional space to breathe. Mm. And during that time, I found that I had time to do some stuff for myself that I had always wanted to do that I had literally just never had the time for. And one of those was take a comedy class. I just really thought it would be fun to do a comedy class. And 
I thought maybe I was funny and I wanted to learn how to be funny on stage. So I took an improv comedy class and I loved it. It became the highlight of my week. And I, at the end of it, you do a showcase and you can invite your friends and family to come see really terrible, um, you know, amateur improv. (laughs) I had this whole crew of people that I invited that came. And at the end of it, one of the gals was a mentor of mine, a dear friend at my church. And she said, oh, you're so funny. We have to have you come perform for the moms group at our church, which is Mothers of Preschoolers. And um, mm-hmm. it's an international organization, but our local chapter had 250 moms. It's huge. Holy moly. And I was like, well, I, that would be great. Except I don't, it's not stand up comedy in for improv. You have to have a partner. Right. So I didn't have a improv partner. So I knew of Leanne, um, this through mutual friends and connections. And she had gone to that same mom's group and I, I was able to connect with her. We'd never met. This is in 2017. And I said, hi, I'm Michelle. You're kidding. Wait a minute. Hold on. This was in 2017 and I met you in 2019. And you guys have that much, that kind of rapport. Holy Mm -hmm. moly. Okay, go on. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, well, the other thing too is, it's another topic for another day, but the comedy thing was a gift to myself before my 40th birthday because I just really wanted to do that. And I just, I think it's super impressive. Um, (laughs) pat myself on the back here, but also inspirational to other women who are, you know, 40 that you can, you can do a career switch, um, at that point in your life. And so all this comedy stuff has come to me after I'd heard 40, but anyway, um, so I called her up and I said, hi, I'm Michelle. I've, uh, done improv for five minutes. And one person told me I was funny. I hear that you've done improv for over 10 years and everybody knows you're funny. Do you want to do a show together? And she was like, sounds fun. So we did this show and it, we just hit it off and it went well and we did a little video. Uh, and then within, so that was March, 2017 by August, we had a viral video and then a couple months later, another viral video and viral means a million views in 24 hours. Right. And so we, and we, those, those videos now have upwards of 5 million plus views, but, um, we looked at each other and we're like, okay, I guess something's going on here. Wow. What do we do next? <laughs> and so that's kind of how it all began. Wow. That is fantastic. And what it, I had no idea. I assumed you guys were doing this much longer because the, um, the, the dynamics between you two are really solid and you can tell, uh, no matter what you're doing, that the friendship is, is very, is very real as yeah, well. It is for sure. I, I, I think of Leanne often as a sister I never had. We were very close and we have a good relationship. Um, we both, um, recognize our weaknesses and our strengths and we play mm-hmm. to those and compensate, <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, it's taken time and work, but, uh, we, yeah, we've really, um, we have a good thing going for sure. I'd say this is what is always so fun about this podcast is, is learning different stories that you'd never know. And, and the backstory that you have there is fantastic, especially reminding us, um, all that, you know, that, that white space is important. And when you find it, you have opportunity to see things you didn't see before, you know, to be open to new experiences. And it's funny you say that because right now I have been working nonstop for the last nine weeks, um, barely taking a day off because we're going to take the next two months off almost oh, yes. <laughs> entirely. <laughs> well, good for so you. Of course, I know I'm like, I'm losing my flipping mind, but by the time I get to, you know, when I, by the time I get to uh, the uh, Thursday of this week, you know, I'll be exhausted, but now I'm hoping for some creative space in that time too. And that's, um, 
and so I'm very purposeful, like knowing being driven right now to get this done, get ahead. So we're, you know, ahead on the podcast, you know, we'll have everything taped through the um, middle of January uh, by this week. Yeah. So I love a good planner. Yeah. It's, you know, so I'm learning about batching, you know, so batching to really, you know, focus and get done and then, you know, have some space there. But, you know, your lesson there is also, hey, you can change you, you just because you've been on one path doesn't mean that you have to stay on that path. There's other paths that, that you might not ever see because you're so focused just going down that one lane. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I hadn't taken that pause, I don't know, I would not be here. I wouldn't be healthy. Um, emotionally or anything. So I'm glad I did that. When uh, I interviewed somebody for my podcast a couple years ago, his name is Matt Javitt. I reference him a lot. He, um, he and his wife took, um, they took two years off, two or three, I can't remember, two or three years. And they both left um, their, their careers, like at the height of their careers. They're both in like de- medical device sales or something. So really great incomes, you know, really mm-hmm. great opportunities. And they said, we're, you know, before we have kids, whatever else, we're going to, we're going to do something. And they, they call, he called it a mid-career retirement. Hmm. And he's like, you know, why do people just wait until they retire to go travel the world? So for two, I think it was two years, they took backpacks, got on an airplane and never came home until that, that time was over. And so while he was there, he started, he found, he started these videos called the um, world barbershop tours or something. Um, And it's, so, cause he's like, well, wherever you go, he goes, I'd need to have a haircut or, you know, shave. <laughs> so he started documenting how different, um, barbershops operate around the world. Mm-hmm. And it was really phenomenal. So he's built this kind of new business and, but he's like, we didn't expect that. And right. we thought maybe we'd blog about it or, you know, have something, but he goes, all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, look at how cool this place is in China. Look at how cool this place is in, you know, Kenya. Look at <laughs> And That's next amazing. thing you know, he's got a whole new, he's got a new, whole new thing, but he said the same thing. You've got to take that, you know, take that time. And actually I told my brother-in-law that story and he, he quit his job. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Nine, you know what? It goes, nine months show, off. it goes to show you though, when you force yourself to kind of wipe the mental slate clean, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to just go catatonic, right. <laughs> you know, you know, we're all wired to be productive and be, um, you know, we most of us anyway, if you're listening to a shock your potential podcast, certainly this is you, but you want to have an impact, you know, you want to right. impact people and, and, and it kind of clears your head to come up with something that might be more inspirational or, or better for you long-term. And that's certainly what happened to me. And it sounds like what happened to this other guy too, which is, it's just so cool to kind of force yourself to finding something new. Well, it's I not also easy like how you, Yeah. <laughs> I also like how you told people, look, I am resetting my rhythm. And that gives you so much power. It's nice that people would stay, say, hey, I know you're going to say no, but we want to invite you anyway because it makes you feel good. You know, you're not, yes. you know, but Como. the fact that they, that they said, we're going to invite you, we know you're not going to come, is really respectful to yes. your, to your mission, you know, to your, what you're trying to accomplish. And when you give people the right words to use about it and they do, um, that had to have given you some relief in there as well. Yeah. Well, okay. So it took me, how long have we been doing this now? Um, I, this might be a record. It took me a while to mention the Enneagram, which I'm obsessed with. I don't know if you talk about the Enneagram at all, but uh, I'm an Enneagram eight and we tend to be very blunt. So Mm -hmm. I tend to have a very direct relationship with all my friends. Um, they, they, you know, what you see is what you get with me. I'm not going to beat around the bush. 
um, et cetera. So they all knew I was burnt out and suffering. And yeah. so they, they, when I told them this is what I was going to do, they all agreed that it was the right thing to do. And then um, it was, it, it did open up the ability for me to set that boundary very clearly and also give myself an excuse. When I said no mm-hmm. to family, an invitation for my whole family to do something that really was not, you know, I really just needed to maintain that. I said, you know what, we're taking a year where we're just pulling back on everything. So don't be offended. Please invite us next year. Yes. But this is just what we're doing. And, and also saying no to everything made it easier too, because then you weren't picking and choosing, Yes. you know, different things and people would get offended or et cetera. So I love it. Well, and this may be, you know, kind of goes into my next question and it's, you know, you may say, well, that's kind of what we just talked about, but there might be something else. I always like to ask people, what's the most important professional lesson that you learned that has helped you to shock your potential? Well, certainly my reset the rhythm year, obviously that's, that's a huge mm-hmm. thing for me and will be ongoing for my whole life. It just, it changed the entire course of my life doing that. Also understanding myself mm-hmm. and, and, and the, and I sound like an Enneagram missionary, I promise, <laughs> but understanding the Enneagram is a personality test uh, or assessment and understanding myself. So I'm an Enneagram eight and Enneagram eight females tend to be the most misunderstood because most Enneagram eights are males. And so some of the personality traits I have um, are accepted and welcomed um, for men in the workplace, especially, but women are pigeonholed as Karens or, um, oh yeah witches with another consonant yeah, and, you know, the, yeah. And the, you know, these kinds of things. And, uh, and I am thankfully healthy now and have a really good grasp of my personality and the, and the strengths and the concerns that it can bring, but I wasn't as much when my younger years and, you know, I have a lot of regrets, I guess, in that, but having yeah, my head around that has really been very helpful so that I can play to my strengths and I know what my triggers are all that. So mm-hmm. self-awareness, I mean, even if it's not the Enneagram, some kind of self-awareness of your personality and what you bring to the table and what you can, um, what can be a deterrent or a distraction that's not necessary. is important. Right. Absolutely. And that's a good, it's, it is an important lesson. I, um, I think that there's a lot of, uh, I was always too open, you know, like in my earlier in my career, like I, I was a complete open book. And not just meaning like my personal life, but like I, you know, if somebody wanted something from me, I was like, okay, here. And I I didn't have enough strategy, you know, to think, okay, what is this? Is this person asking me to do their work for them? Are they going to take credit for it? Or, you know, exactly. and it took me getting burned a couple of times where I went, hmm, Mm -hmm, hmm. And like (laughs) my husband says, honesty is the only policy, but openness is not the only strategy. Ooh, I like that. I know. Wow. That's a good one. (laughs) I know. I think about it all the time. I'm like, oh, you're so right. So I had to stop when people would ask me things, just like, "Mm, mm," just bite my lips mm, mm, and let it, you know, churn in my brain for a minute before I, (laughs) Mm -hmm. before I give everything away. (laughs) (laughs) So again, this might be kind of one of those questions that you go, okay, we've kind of already covered it, but I think it's also, I love asking it of everybody. If you could go back in time and talk to the younger Michelle, tell her anything that would have shocked her potential further or faster or kept her on the exact same path, when would you go back and what would you tell her? Okay. So this is interesting because I my dream was to always be a broadcast journalist, um, be mm. report on the news. And I did that. Um, I did that pretty early in my career and I did it for about 10 years, producer and then a reporter and anchor. 
And uh, when I got out of it, um, I got out of it kind of begrudgingly, I guess. Um, not begrudgingly, but it wasn't my choice because I had moved, I got married and we moved to Arizona and it was 2008 and nobody was hiring in 2008. If you recall, there was something going on then. Mm. And also Mm. I I really didn't have enough bigger market experience yet to be hired in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And so then I was kind of forced into going into media relations. And I think though, I think I would have told myself that this is actually the beginning of some great stuff. And Mm -hmm. my personality and my gifting is really performing and being on camera and I have things to say and and God's given me a a talent to say it well. And I think I would have told myself at that point, you know, the broadcast journalism career and television news might be over, but you still have so much to give and share. I -hmm. wish I hadn't shelved myself at that point because I just really thought, okay, well that's done. I'm going to go now train other people to go on TV and help them get on TV and do well. And it wasn't until in therapy years later, my therapist looked at me and she was like, you think maybe it's time for you to step back in the spotlight? And I just didn't occur to me that that was a possibility, but I wish I had not, you know, cause I think I would have, I think I missed out on some years of, of development and growth and, um, and keeping myself out there, which I feels like kind of a selfish thing to say, but knowing myself, I feel like that's probably what I would have said to myself 12 years ago was, uh, was to, to keep at it. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's very poignant. Um, as you were telling that story, it reminded me of something that long ago, long ago, I was, uh, I was working in the nonprofit world and I was really at that level where I could be an executive director. So I, you know, I was like just right there and, uh, our YWCA in my hometown, um, had posted that they were going to hire a new uh, executive director. And um, I don't think I have to worry about this because I'm sure he's not listening to this at all. But my (laughs) ex-husband said to me, why would you even try? They won't even interview you. What? And so I never applied. No. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's It's one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Ed, if you're oh. listening, <laughs> turn <laughs> off the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I really don't, wor- don't I'm not really worry. <laughs> I'm really not worried about him listening to uh, it. I probably shouldn't have said that story, but no. um, but it was. It took me a long time to to kind of come to grips with that too, and say, you know, all right, you shouldn't have let somebody else tell you right. or dictate. But the problem really wasn't that he said it. The problem was that I believed yes. it. Exactly, and so that's yeah. the problem. So I'm not, I'm not angry at him anymore. I'm, I, I'm not angry even at me anymore. But I think those are, it's those are the lessons that I try and take with me now. Is that, mm-hmm. yeah, the the real issue is that I chose that as my reason not to go forward. And and I can see, I, you know, I I love your story too. You're like, why did I just give up and start training other people? Well, we we have a lot of stories that we tell ourselves along the way. Yeah, I think I think the overarching point there is don't don't be afraid of your own potential, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you know, don't let other people tell you, you know, or, or, or get more than one person's advice or don't, don't be afraid to listen to yourself. And even if it is yeah. um, putting yourself in the limelight or, you know, getting that job promotion or literally stepping into the spotlight for yourself, yeah. that's okay. If that's your gifting and interest and you yeah. don't have to put others before yourself, um, to be true. Now there might be times like for me, there was times where I needed to step back because I had little babies really close together. 
it was just no sleep and it was oh, a, boy. I call it the blur year. I don't remember any of it, but, um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there are times, but certainly I just think in the grand scheme of things, you know, to not be afraid to promote yourself and advocate yeah. for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause nobody ever is going to advocate for you as, as strongly as you can. Nope. Not even your mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My mom's listening to this right now going, hmm. (laughs) Exactly. My mom probably will listen too. And she'll be like, "Ah, I'm a bigger bigger shooter. What's up? (laughs) But my mom has no idea this, this industry. And she'll be the first to admit, like she, she would have no, she has no idea. She kind of understands briefly what I do, but not really. (laughs) I know my mom is constantly like, I'm not really sure what you do, but I'm sure you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Yay, yeah. mom. <laughs> yes, moms. I love moms. <laughs> One day I'll have to tell you the story about what she told me about my feet. Uh, oh. I did a, uh, my toe. Well, okay. I'll tell, tell it really quickly. I did it on a, uh, on one of my morning motivations anyway, but all growing up, I, I have very unattractive toes. And I was like, I'd always say, I have such big, ugly Martian toes. And my mom would say, oh, honey, no, you have beautiful feet. And I'd like, no, I have big, ugly Martian toes. So, you know, this goes on for decades. Yeah. So I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever, I'm standing, you know, next to her, I've got, you know, flip-flops on. She looks down and she goes, you know, you really do have unattractive feet. (laughs) (laughs) Mom. She hates it when I tell this story, but I'm like, I love it. It just is like... You know, I know she told me what she, what I needed to hear at that age, but when I'm an adult, she's like, yeah, they're pretty ugly. (laughs) So yeah, you draw people's attention to your feet all the time with your amazing shoes. It's so funny. (laughs) You notice that you never see my toes. Oh, so yeah. (laughs) I have no open toed shoes. That's so funny. Oh, Michelle, we could talk all day. I love I it. Now we'll have all of your contact information in our show notes, but just in case somebody can't wait to find you right oh. now, how do they find you? Uh, we are Leanne and Michelle on every platform. Leanne is L-E-E-A-N-N and Michelle, common spelling. And we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram and YouTube are probably the best ways to get a hold of us. Leanneandmichelle.com as well. Yeah. And your um, Instagram, uh, whoever does your, you know, um, the pictures and photos and everything from your Instagram page are just gorgeous. And Leanne shared some really, she shared some really, uh, you know, personal stuff uh, recently. And I'm just really impressed with her and, you know, send my love too. Cause that. Thank you. Yeah. We, uh, she lost a baby in 2018 and she was very open and raw about that recently. So yeah, I'm proud of her as well. Yeah. You guys are really open and honest about everything. So I love it. Try to be. Yes. There's no other way to be. And you know what? There's no way. Real life is the funniest thing in the world too. So if we can't laugh at open and honesty, then what are we going to do? can't laugh at it. (laughs) We're just going to cry. And that doesn't do anything any good. (laughs) Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Oh, this has been so amazing. I feel inspired by our conversation. I just think, you know, your listeners, I love that, you know, shock your potential. And if people are listening to this, certainly because they want to be inspired, they want to do more and don't be afraid Just step out there and do that. It doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your skill set. There's people to connect with, classes to take and a lifetime of opportunity to share what you have to give to the world. I love it. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. This has been so fun. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.
www.thepeopleshow.com. 